edge back in our own lives. Because uh, a lot of people have lost their spiritual edge. Uh, they're struggling. They're struggling in their walk. They're struggling with their faith. They're struggling with the things that God wants you not to struggle with. Uh, there was a time when the fire burned brighter than uh, it does today. And in two weeks, I think you'll uh, leave after that message uh, encouraged. But today, I hope that this message ministers to uh, to you as well. Uh, because perhaps you're feeling overwhelmed. Any of you overwhelmed? <laughs> it gets overwhelming at times. Uh, Cindy bought a dog for me for my birthday uh, because we had to put our other dog to sleep we'd had for probably 15 years. And wasn't sure he wanted another dog, but it didn't take me long to want another dog. And so this one, I wanted a real small dog that would sleep up on my chest. That's the kind of dog I wanted. So that's the kind of dog we got. Uh, and this dog has a bad right front paw. It's it's already been under and it kind of walks on its stump right here. The paw's there, but it's not, just doesn't work. So, well, she limps like grandpa limps. So it's a good fit. Because <clears throat> we can lay in the chair together and just sleep together and nobody bothers us. But there's times when you feel overwhelmed. When we went to the rescue thing yesterday, man, I was overwhelmed. There's so many dogs that need a home. And they all kept saying, hey, well, they work better if there's two in the home, two in the home. <laughs> I thought, well, if you're giving me a two-for-one deal, I might take you up on it, but I'm not going to give you any more money. That's for sure. Because, boy, they don't come cheap. But perhaps you're feeling overwhelmed in your life right now. Maybe you're running on empty. You just feel like, man, I don't know if I can make it another day. Let's dive into our text this morning, 2 Kings chapter 4. If you have your Bibles that you held up earlier, would you turn to 2 Kings chapter 4 in verses 1 and 2, or look in your uh, uh, handout that I've given you, also they're there. Here's how the story starts. It says, The wife of a man from the company of prophets cried out to Elisha, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that he revered the Lord. But now his creditor is coming to take my two boys as his slaves. Elisha replied to her, How can I help you? Tell me, what do you have in your house? Your servant has nothing there at all, she said, except a small jar of olive oil. Your servant has nothing there at all except a small jar of olive oil. Now, let's talk about these verses because there's a lot in them the first thing I want you to notice is that we don't know the name of this poor widow woman according to Jewish tradition many believe that she was actually the wife of the prophet Obadiah and if that was the case then it would make sense that she was in financial need because Obadiah was known for protecting and providing for 50 other prophets. So, if, it, if, he, if she is Obadiah's wife, uh, he would have taken all the resources that they had and given them to other people. And it's not uncommon for a prophet's family to be financially struggling because they would spend most of, the, of their time, the majority of their time, on the run trying to survive so that they could uh, live and it would make 
difficulty in making ends meet. So she was in a really devastating place. Lost her husband, and now the creditor is coming to take her two sons, because the law said if you can't pay your debts, they can take your sons and put them as slaves until the debt, until the, actually until the, the year of Jubilee when they're free. And the year of Jubilee comes every 50 years. So they were going to have to work for these creditors for a long time. You know, it just really doesn't get any worse than that, does it? You're dead broke, can't make ends meet, and what kids you have, somebody's fixing to come take them. <laughs> now there's, there's a few of the kids that you'd gladly give away. No problem. You can have them. God love you. Praise the Lord. But, you'd miss them. You'd miss them. I used to hear all the time, boy, you'll, one day you'll look back and wish you still had kids. And when I was raising kids, I said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever, ever heard in my life. But it's true. You miss them. You miss them banging around the house and bringing their friends over and eating all your food and it just, you miss that stuff. What you don't miss is the infighting. One getting the other one fight going and the other one getting the other one going and, and so is the youngest one that seems to come out unscathed, doesn't it? The youngest one. They, they're the ones that instigate it all and then sit back and watch the others fall apart. Just amazes me. I'm watching my grandkids do that. Bless his heart. Old Braden, he gets set up by little, little britches all the time. And then, then he's the one that hits little britches, but he's the one that gets caught every time. I pulled him over yesterday and hugged him. I said, hey, I want you to know something. He said, what? I said, I love you. He said, okay. <laughs> Somebody needed to love that boy yesterday. He seemed to be in trouble more than he was not. But back to our story. She was just absolutely in a hopeless situation. Not like what some people today get upset about and think is a big deal. This was a big deal in her life, but some people get really upset over not really such big deals. For instance, if your GPS on your iPhone took you to the wrong place again, boy, that, that can just cause so many problems in your world, right? You go to a restaurant and you order salad and they put too much goat cheese on your salad. You tell them you didn't want too much goat cheese. And then they put too much goat cheese on your, on your, on your salad. You know, those can be devastating issues, right? Well, for some people they are. Uh, maybe you're devastated because you only got seven likes on your most recent selfie that you put on Instagram. But no one hashtagged you, you're so beautiful I can hardly stand it. You know, you know you're just kind of devastated because it didn't happen. And you wonder, what did I do wrong? What, what, did I take it from the wrong side, the wrong angle? Should I have taken it in the mirror? You know... You ever seen any of those on Instagram? People just, it's amazing. They, they all, or maybe they should have done the pouty face where, you know, where they got their lips puckered out and I've tried to make the face so I tried not to because it was pretty ugly when I did it in the mirror. The reality is that many people today are dealing with intra-level problems. But this woman and perhaps some of you are dealing with what I would call graduate level problems. Your marriage is barely hanging on. 
somebody just betrayed you and you thought you had a good friend and boy they stabbed you in the back you got a child that may be going the wrong way you're really having difficulty with that particular kid perhaps your financial situation is such where <laughs> you, 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 throw the, you throw the bills up and the one that hits the floor first is the one that gets paid <laughs> Because it's the thickest one that you owe the most on. I got it. Been there and done that. How many have been there and done that? Sure you have. We all have. Perhaps it's a health issue. Perhaps the doctor's giving you that. You know, we're not sure what that spot is on your lung. Come back in six months and we'll find. And you know, six months. That's the first opening that he's got is in six months. That's crazy. I want to start by giving you the key thought that's in your outline if you're taking notes there. Good fill in. When you don't have what you really want, you will discover that God is what you really need. When you don't have what you really want, God is what you really need. The woman is in significant need. She expresses her need to the prophet. And what does the prophet do? He makes himself available to her. Verse 2 of 2 Kings 4. Elijah replies to her and he gives her five words. What are those five words? How can I help you? How can I help you? You want to make a difference in the world? You want to be filled with the joy of the Lord? You start every day by saying, God, I'm available as your divine representative. Anytime there's a need, even if I can't directly meet the need, I want to be a conduit to minister to that person. And when someone is at the office says, I've got a problem, or I've got my grandparents, or my husband driving me crazy. My kids go off the deep end. You need to say, how can I help? How can I help? And make yourself available. God never calls us for our ability, but it's our availability. How can I help? And so then he says to her, tell me what do you have in your house? And of course she says, your servant has nothing there at all. Isn't it interesting that when you're hurting and when you're lacking, all you can see is what you don't have and miss what you really do have? Because see, all of us in our worst moment have tremendous blessings around us. If we'll just open our eyes and just realize how much we have. You know, we might say, I don't have the spouse I should have. I don't have the kids I should have. I don't have enough money for this thing or the. My house isn't nice enough to invite people over to my house. This is one that gets me, and I'm sure it doesn't apply to any of the ladies in this room. But you'll go stand in your closet. Clothes, I mean, it's loaded with clothes. Up, down, around, floor, shelves, everywhere. And the, and the woman stands right in the middle of that closet and says, you finish it. I ain't there. <laughs> Craziest thing I've ever seen. So unaware, I guess, of their circumstances and how much they do have, but they don't have anything. 
we all lose focus and we all need to stay focused. So I want you to write this down. It's not in your notes, so you have to write it down. God is going to speak to someone here and tell you to stop waiting for what you want and start wor- and start working with what you have. Here's what I want you to write down. Stop waiting for what you want and start working with what you have. Stop waiting for what you want and start working with what you have. Write that down somewhere on your outline because you're going to need that. God's going to speak to you about that. Stop waiting for what you want and start working with what you have. Now, let's go back to uh, 2 Kings 4.2. He says, what do you have in your house? She says, your servant has nothing there at all except, and then she, ah, except, except a small jar of olive oil. Stop waiting for what you want and start working with what you have. Now, you might say, well, what good was a small jar of olive oil, man? Back in that day, olive oil was very expensive. It, it covered a lot of things. You could cook with it. You got perfume out of it. I mean, there's just a lot of ways that olive oil could be used, and so it was valuable. It was very valuable. In the New Testament, when Jesus had taught to thousands of people at the end of the, le- of the lesson, everybody was hungry, the disciples would say, hey, Who's going to feed these thousands of people? And everybody was saying, I don't have any food. A little boy comes up and he says, Hey, I've got a little bit. And so Jesus takes the little bit, and you know the story, he feeds everybody. In the hands of the Son of God, a little bit became a lot, and they fed thousands. It's estimated tens of thousands. Because there were 5,000 men, there were women and children to go along with it. And he had 12 basketfuls left over at the end of the feeding. One for each of the apostles to put in his hand to go get on the boat. The Old Testament, when the whole army was afraid of the Philistines, God sent uh, one shepherd boy out to fight that giant Goliath. A little shepherd boy, armed only with a sling. Beside that Goliath, seems such a puny little thing. You know the song. Because when you're serving a living God, anything's possible. In the New Testament scripture is very clear. Jesus said, if you just have a little faith, the faith of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be removed into the sea. So the question is, what do you have in your house? What do you have right now that God could use? God asked Moses one time, what do you have in your hand? What's in your house? Notice that God never said, what do you want or what do you need? But what do you have? Stop waiting for what we want and start working with what we have because God's given you everything you need to do, everything that He needs you to do or wants you to do. You've got it. There in your hands, right there in your house. 
Now let's move on to the second thought. We're going to offer God what we have and trust Him to give us what we need. We're going to offer God what we have and trust Him to give us what we need. In 2 Kings 4, 3 through 7, Elisha said, Go around and ask all your neighbors for empty jars. Week 1, we burned plows. Week 2, we dug ditches. And week 3, we're collecting jars. Give us some empty jars. Don't ask for just a few. Go inside. Shut the door behind you. Get all these jars, various sizes, varying types. Bring them in and, and light them up in your house. Shut the door. Then she was instructed to take the jar of olive oil that she had and begin to fill up the empty jars. As the story goes on, she kept pouring. She kept pouring. And the, she would empty her jar, God would refill it. She would empty some more and God would refill it. And she'd empty some more and God would refill it. Look at verse 5. She left him, shut the door behind her and her sons, and they brought the jars to her. And when all the jars were full, she said to her son, Bring me another one. But he replied, There is not a jar left. So what happened? The oil stopped flowing. As long as there was an empty jar, God would fill it. But when there were no more jars, the oil stopped flowing. She went and told the God, and he said, Hey, here's the good news. Go sell the oil and pay your debts. Your debt has been paid for. You and your sons can live on what's left. When she offered what little she had, God gave her everything she needed. You believe that? And when we show Him our faith, we get to see His faithfulness. When you take what you have and stop waiting for what you want, but you offer what you have, God will do something special. Go get a bunch of jars. Go get a bunch of jars. And notice he didn't say color, size. He just simply said, bring me jars. And as long as there was an empty jar, the oil kept flowing. But once all the jars were filled and there were no more empty jars, the flow stopped. The only requirement of any of the jar was that it was empty. So you might ask, preacher, how does that apply to me? Second Corinthians four seven says this. But we have this treasure which is which is Christ in jars of clay. We have this treasure in jars of clay. God is looking for a few empty jars. Those represent us. He's looking for a few empty jars that He can fill with His Spirit. The Lord always in Scripture relates to the Spirit, the Holy Spirit. God is looking for some jars that He can pour His Spirit into to do a miraculous, mighty thing. Again, how many of us are praying every week Every day of every week that God's going to fill these seats in this auditorium. Man, we need to be praying for that. 
We need to be praying for that. Do we need to make changes maybe to help people come in, younger people come into the church? Well, maybe we do. If we do, let's do it. Nothing wrong with making a few changes. won't hurt anything. If you think that's the case, that you can't make any changes, you don't want to make any changes, go look in the mirror. It's happening whether you want it or not. I used to have a big, thick head of hair like my son Jeff. Not so much now. I've got to... I get it growing in places I can't believe it's growing. Not on top of my head. <laughs> and you have you struggling with those things. Ladies, they struggle with your hair changing color, don't you? Look, looks gray and you gotta make sure it doesn't go gray. Or you just finally give up and say whatever. <laughs> you know? That's right. But God's looking for some empty Jars that He can fill the Spirit. Stop waiting for what you want and start working with what you have. Offer to God what you have and trust Him that He can use it in a great and mighty, miraculous way. Pray with me, would you? Father, speak to us today. Speak into our hearts today. Pour out Your Spirit Build our faith. Father, I pray that we would be a difference maker in somebody else's life. But that we would first of all start by coming to you as an empty jar ready to be filled. Because God, it's in those empty jars you can do your best work. It's in those empty jars that your Holy Spirit resonates loudest. It's in those empty jars that supernatural happenings of, of a spiritual nature take place. So God, is there one in this room this morning who would say, Preacher, I want to be an empty jar. God, would you do a mighty work in me this week? I want to have my faith. I want to demonstrate my faith in you as an empty jar that you'll do something miraculous and mighty through me. Is there one that might say that? Is there one that might say, I need Him as my Savior. I've never responded to Him. I need to do that today. Is there one who says, you know, I've never joined this church. I need to do that today. Is there one who just would say, I'm so overwhelmed. I just need prayer. Would you folks come and pray with me? Because I'm, I'm just so overwhelmed. God, I don't know what the need is, but I do know this. You're ready to meet it. In whatever way and in every way. If we'll stop worrying about what we don't have and waiting for what we think we need and rejoice and relax in what we have that you can use in us today, right now. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. God